Okay, so this uh, this segment, <laughs> yeah, this is an additional segment. This is a bit that um, we needed to add in extra because big news broke on Tuesday evening and then was followed up by the club on Wednesday with their statement. Now, there have been whispers, hints about Andy Considine, uh, his contract. I think I, you know, I did try and allude to that during the course of the, the wider conversation we had in the podcast. Um, but there was there was nothing concrete coming out, um, but there were certainly some whisperings that things weren't quite right. Um, so uh, basically, with Andy Considine, that's it. After 20 years, so long. Good luck. Um, I don't I don't recall them saying good luck. Perfect, perfect. You got it. That wasn't staged. Thank you. After we finished recording last night, the um, the WhatsApp ASC kind of went in overdrive, and there was a lot of rumours flying around. But this was obviously just before the story broke um, from the record, and I think it was the Express. And um, you know that was the main thing that was you know that it's been going to be announced later in the week. And it's a it's a bit it's a bit classless um, the way it's unfolded today. I don't like to see it. Like I say, he's been at the club all these years. You know, a wider point is this is something that's became a bit of a motif of Dave Dave Cormack's um, stewardship of the club, where these things are getting leaked left, right, and centre. Um, you know, before. You know, you would very rarely, you would get a rumor here and there, but this just seems to be everything now is coming out. You know, now whether this has came from Andy Constein's agent, which is probably likely, um, or whether it's came from you know Andy Constein himself, probably unlikely, um, or someone in someone in the club who's maybe seen some of the paperwork. There's a chance of that being as well. It, it just it just leaves it's, the situation leaves a bad taste. You know, he was all he was going to leave at some point as a player anyway, um, and to see it to see it unfold like this is just. It leaves, a, it leaves a horrible taste in your mouth. Yeah, I think we, we've spoken about the ins and outs of Considine as a player and his merits of the squad in the main podcast, so we'll leave that, we'll let that stand. But just again, to go through the sequence of events, I mean, on Saturday, Richard Gordon's column in the P&J basically mm-hmm. said there were there were some hitches to getting the deal done, which focused in on the length of the deal, and you thought there would be some negotiation around that. For example, the last deal that Andy Considine signed was a two-year deal with a one-year extension based on um, hitting a certain number of appearances, which he comfortably made. Um, and then Tuesday night, obviously, Scott Burns, the man who's had every coming and going at Pitaudry in the last five years, yeah, co- comes out with the fact. And the, the important thing, I think, about what was in that piece in the record and the Daily Express, I mean, it's the same copy, essentially, that, that Scott's put in, it, it's just a statement. There's no spin there. There's no spin from Andy Considine's agent or Andy Considine or whoever it's come from. It's just a statement that the offer has been withdrawn. And that's turned out to be factually absolutely correct. Now, of course, all of this, as we said during the main podcast, all of this is entirely the manager's prerogative on how he wants to build his squad. But today's statement, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, the claim that Andy Considine's thrown the club under a bus when really... All that's happened is that a decision that you took has been released ahead of the club's messaging. I'm not really sure how that constitutes throwing a club under a bus, but by certainly by releasing confidential details of the negotiations that you've had with Andy, his wage demands, your initial offer, you seem as a club pretty keen to do likewise to Andy and his agent. It's not a good statement. No, it isn't, and that's that's what's that's what I don't like about it. Is like, again, you know, and as I suppose I'll caveat it with, you know, earlier this season I did I did say stuff about you no know, Scott Brown's came here, Scott Brown's earning a lot of money. I don't really care what the players earn. 
no, it doesn't. It makes no difference to me. Uh, it made even less difference to me when there was all these stupid rumours going about about what Derek McInnes's manager was earning. Do not care. And this, but this idea of putting this in the statement about saying that they'd offered him, you know, a six-figure guarantee, a competitive package, whatever it was, um, coaching badges and that sort of stuff. I just, I don't see why, I don't see why that needed to be in there. And it's a deliberate way a lot of that has been has been phrased as well. The six-figure guaranteed deal—that's to you know make it sound bigger in people's eyes. Essentially, it's two grand a week is what yeah. that that that's going to equate to, which is going to be I'm absolutely certain less than what he's currently got. We don't again, we we don't have a huge amount to go on here, but we know that you know Sporting Intelligence they run annual salary surveys of sports teams. The last one that was released and conducted was for 2019. The average salary of a first team player for Aberdeen in 2019 was £2,700 a week. So, say Andy was on maybe a little bit more than that as a senior first team player on his last deal. Now the expectation would be that this deal would be less. I think that's that's entirely understandable, uh, Martin, and we spoke about that in the main podcast. You know, we wouldn't maybe expect him at 35 to be playing week in, week out. I think his opening gambit, two grand a week, would probably be would probably be fine. To then come and say that, oh, your agent is coming in and asking for 50% more. Again, it's being phrased in that way to make it look as, as if it's overly exorbitant. But really what we're looking at is a difference between 2k and 3k in all likelihood, which might still be beneath what he's currently on. Now... You know, you or I, if we get a new contract, we don't want to be earning less than what we're currently on. It's purely just standard agent tactics that you're going to negotiate the opening offer. Yeah, I mean, the the only people that will know this, I mean, is the guys that were in the room or the the, the men or women that were in the room, sorry, at the time when it was being spoken about. Um, And so, you know, but again, we're just doing. We're going to do what everybody else does, and we're going to try and surmise and say that you know, yeah, the agent's going to come back and say, "How about this? You know, would like this." And there would be, and and what we have to remember is that it was only a few weeks ago that we were told it was crossing the T's and dotting the I's needed to be done. Um, and so I find it hard to believe. You no, know, as much as no, we know we know what agent football agents can be like. Um, I find it hard to believe that suddenly it's it's gone from crossing the T's and dotting the I's to to just a complete breakdown because the managers came in and demanded, you know, oh, sorry, the manager, the agent, sorry, has came in and demanded an extra 50% on top of that. I mean, I, I no, personally would find that hard to believe, willing to be wrong, of course, but um, it, it does seem strange. It's the omission as well in that statement. Like, if there had been negotiations the club would have put that in because it looks favorably to the club that they have negotiated on it it's not there it's a bit like with the sponsorship deal that they announced today if that figure had been more than the last saltire one it would have been record-breaking new sponsorship deal would have been in that statement it's not therefore we know that the new figure is less than the last saltire one and again entirely within their rights to walk away at, at that point it's a you know it's it's a contractual negotiating tactic where is the effort to negotiate? If, if it was just a case of, as you say, dotting the I's and crossing the T, where is that effort to negotiate, to keep a guy at the club who's been here for 18 years? Um, own the decision, is what I'm saying. Don't try and put a statement out like this, which um, you know invites the fans to blame the big bad agent. 
Well, that's 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 what it is. It's it's batting it back in the court of the you no know, the the agent making them look bad, and and by by proxy it also makes makes Andy Constein look a bit bad as well, which I think is you know is is very unfair. Yeah, and of course, as we've seen with you know, say Newcastle and Man City as two examples, plenty of supports out there, or plenty of supporters out there, just cannot see how their club could possibly be at fault in any way, shape, or form, and will defend it, <laughs> defend it regardless. But to me, this this stinks a little bit, and and it's it's very consistent with the sort of adversarial messaging that we've seen quite frequently from the club. It started around the time of the stadium move, the kind of all for Aurora um, idea that if you were if you were somehow raising legitimate concerns about that, then you know you you weren't a true Aberdeen fan. That sort of nonsense. And I suppose it's also been the big partnerships playbook when they um, tried to get the Union Terrace Gardens revamped through as well. So we shouldn't really be surprised at this uh, tone of the messaging. But the attempt to blame a guy who who was well paid for playing here for 18 years after all he wasn't you know a martyr he wasn't a slave kept here against his will but he's given really good service to us and it just all feels really really unnecessary it absolutely does yeah and i think you've absolutely nailed it there it's the it's the tone of tone of the way it's come out it's come out from the club um that we've that we've seen and you know, as you say, you know, it's it started with the stadium. Um, it's continued. Um, it's how it's obviously how the chairman wants to wants the the club to go be be running going forward um, with this type that type of attitude. Can't say I like it. Um, you know, I think that as as supporters, whether it's you know guys like ourselves that have a podcast, or whether it's the, the you know the red final guys, or whether it's just somebody who goes along and pays his money and watches a game. It's, I think it's it's up to us to hold the club's feet to the fire when we think think things aren't going right or when we think things are wrong, um, and any sort of dissension being shouted down is 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 completely out of order. Yeah, um, listen, I, I I guess that's the democratization of opinion that social media has given us, isn't it? And idiots like <laughs> us can have a podcast, and other idiots can can shout at us on social media, and that's fair enough. But um, but yeah, this kind of um, fairly one-sided stuff coming out from the club today in response to a leak, which was which was just the bold facts, frankly, wasn't it? it? It was just the facts that the offer had been withdrawn. Yeah, you're putting it into a bit more context, but ultimately, all you needed to say was you're owning the decision. Jim Goodwin is owning the decision that he's decided he thinks that money can be better spent elsewhere. Uh, on the squad next season, which is entirely his prerogative, and you know we, we you support the manager in doing that. You kind of have to. I mean, as ever, supporters are going to have conflicting views about which players are good and which players are bad, about whether Charles Dunn's a better option to add to your squad than Andy Considine. But um, <laughs> you've got to let the manager make those choices. The, the, it's just the attempt to conflate the issues and to kind of. I, I think you're throwing. His agent, and by extension, you're trying to throw Andy Considine under the bus, and I, I discount any suggestion that you are being thrown under the bus by your decision being made public before your messaging came out. Full, fully agree. Fully agree with you there. It's um, until until we hear anything from the other sides, um, then 
as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, I think it was pretty poor from the club. I mean, you know, I I, I doubt Andy Consign is the type to, to to knock up an iPhone note statement, but you never know. We might see something later on this evening or tomorrow. All right, back to your regular scheduled programming. 